Yeah. Paul Goody. And... Hey, it's going all right. Uh, I was trying to go long on the bend there. It worked. Okay. Actually, I went long on the Lawrence, not uh, long on the bend. So let's yeah, get, keep get, it right. Get your names right. Keep your story straight. Keep it right. That's not Hold good on, show. Hold on, wait. <laughs> what have you done with Paul Goody? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. News. Since we last spoke. Um, you know how I stopped social media because it was taking away too much of my attention. I wasn't working on other stuff. Um, yeah, I started to, I, I can now tell when that thing is happening to me. Right. And the, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial thing oh, God. Yeah. Uh, was doing that which is me. finally over, yeah, it's finally over. Um, <laughs> I and so what I ended up doing was I took YouTube off my phone as well because I was using YouTube to feed that same thing ah and now my days are longer Ben that's the only way I can describe it time passes more okay. slowly I have time to do like reading stuff, well, my patience yeah. is getting I mean, higher. That's a uh, that's a nice thing when it comes to people our age. You know, uh, people people middle aged such as we are tend to complain that time goes too fast, and so being able to slow your life down, I, I think, is a plus. Exactly. the o The only thing that I haven't done yet that I would really like to do, and this is going to sound crazy, Ben, uh, but. To have, like, a messaging service that says, uh, Paul Goody will get back to you within two or two to three business days. If somebody <laughs> two to three texts days. me or sends me an email or calls me or whatever, like, I'd love to, yeah. I'd love to be able to have that expectation that I, I may not get back to them at the time. And I realize that, that, uh, anyone has the ability to set that up. You just have to start being irresponsible, and then people will just assume <laughs> that that you aren't going to get back to them. So, I deal with too many people in my day to day work life to uh, to um, set up something like that. I need to be punctual when it comes to business replies. Speaking about being punctual, uh, as as we noted, I thought that I was maybe going to be late. Because I took my car in. Now, the lore of Goody Lawrence, uh, the people who are deep into it, know that you used to work at an auto shop uh, for a while. I did. Uh, an auto dealership. So the, my problem was uh, the wheel bearings, right? There was that, yeah. that noise, that foom, 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 like thing. Uh, but it was intermittent. And before I actually had my appointment, it went away entirely. So I showed up to the appointment. <laughs> the guy was in the car and I'm driving and I'm like, now normally it'd be making this sound, but it's not. And he was like, okay. Um, there's not a lot that we can diagnose from it not making noise. I was like, yeah. So they didn't charge me. I just dropped him off and I drove home. 
Oh, that's and nice. yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're where we're at, and we'll see if it starts making the noise again. I have a bit of a car issue that's somewhat related to your story. Really? In that but, when I yeah, it has nothing to do with wheel bearings. It has do, it has everything to do with um, uh, intermittent. Oh noise. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have this. I have this rattle on my passenger door that only shows up when it's warm outside, and so it's. And I think what it is. I think what happens is there's some. There are two pieces of metal that are so close together inside the car door that when it warms up and the metal expands, they they touch, and as I drive along, it makes this rattling noise, and it is annoying. A yeah. I hate driving the car listening to that noise. And so it's been cold all spring, right? Today's like the first day. It's been over like 73, de- if it even hit 73 degrees today. But um, but I've, I've been waiting for my car to make this noise I hate again. So I can call up my, my, so I can call up my guy and say, hey, I need you to fix this. Because I know what's going to happen is I'll make that appointment and I'll take the okay. car in. And they're like, we don't hear it, you. It gets colder after you make your appointment. Yeah. So... Exactly. So he, he gave me a couple of hypotheses that he has. Um, and the one that I like is that maybe the road that I'm on is the problem. And it just makes it sound like it's the tire. Because um, I will know, I, I do notice that when it shows up, it's normally when it's been raining. So it may actually be, now that you mention it, it may be on colder days that it makes the noise. And it may be that the wheel bearing has expanded because it's hot, and when it contracts, it makes that... I don't know, but that'd be crazy if that was it, because it was really hot today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a couple other things that I need to fix with my car, so I'm like... I'm, I'm waiting for the warmer weather to show up so this thing, so I can justify taking my car in. Because, um, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to ha- have a couple of road trips this this uh, summer in my own car as opposed to, like, in a rental, yeah. which I normally do. Uh, so, yeah, I want to get, get my car all, all ready for, for summer driving. That sounds like a good thing. I, I feel like road trips are a great, you know, it's it's with uh with covid rearing its ugly head again and it it around here it has happened uh the mayor of St. Louis just got covid uh apparently so that's something um is the St. Louis mayor a conservative or republican we play both kinds of music here country and western uh country and western so um, <laughs> that's uh, what I assume a Midwestern. Mayor no, no, is. no, no, no. Mayor of St. Louis is a Democrat. Yes. Gotcha. Interesting. So they are. So they are. Uh, have I'm assuming since they are Democrat, have been masking. Uh, I believe so, but they went to a lot of different events, so I don't know. Maybe so. The other thing that's interesting is that their opponent in the last mayoral race. Apparently just got, um, like, in trouble for accepting money from a land deal thing. 
that was happening. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm, I'm trying to avoid, you know, oh, by the way, uh, so one of the things is I was, I was getting sucked into with YouTube, like watching trials and people testifying and watching not just that one trial, but like a whole bunch of other trials to like go, okay, is this person lying or are they not? You know, that kind of thing. And yeah, much like, uh, or similar to a video game where you go like, I don't know if this is going to be useful in the real world. I don't know if all the, if I'm getting super good at Tetris, is that really going to help me with anything else? You know, that kind of thing. Um, right. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a lawyer. And even if I can tell when people are lying, will anyone else believe me? Like at one point, at what point in time does this become a good skill? And at what point will it just be frustrating? Because I'll know that a person is lying and no one else will believe me. Um, so, so that was one of the good things about, um, getting the YouTube, uh, off of the phone is that now I, I kind of, I'm picking more what I'm seeing. I'm not getting lost in rabbit holes as much. And I've been reading the books that I've been buying, which is great. I do want, <laughs> however, to talk just a, a brief bit because we had, we covered it on here. And as you know, Ben, as we always say, this, this isn't a podcast of the people for the people of now. We're recording this for people in the future who want to know what, what life was like during this time. Um, so I will just say that when the lawyer, so I was watching the stream and then there were lawyers talking about, so I was watching the, the trial stream live yeah. and there were lawyers who were doing kind of a play by play on what was happening in the courtroom. Like, and it was nice, you know, it was like, oh, they shouldn't have said this because now they're going to object to this. And then the person would object that kind of thing. So it was, it was, it was like watching sports. Granted, two people's lives potentially being destroyed at the same time. But then again, in sports, that can happen as well. Uh, but you're talking more injury than, uh, so, but one of the things they said, right, was the average juror in Virginia where the, the trial is being held makes $30 a day. And these people have been on a trial that's dragged on oh, for, uh, for, that's not like the medium income for that area. That's uh, how, how much they're, they're making, they're as, making a juror. as a juror. And they said, so these people okay. haven't been able to work. They've been, you know, listening to these two rich people duke it out. Um, and, and listening to their, their, you know, their, how many penthouses, like, oh, this is penthouse one, their penthouse one through five, you know, that kind of thing. And they said, I'm going to bet you that this jury is going to find both of them, uh, guilty because, uh, you know, he was counter, he sued Amber Heard, Amber Heard countersued him, which is exactly what happened at the end. They were both found uh, that they had committed liable against the other, but there's a disproportionate settlement. So Johnny Depp asked for $50 million, got $10 million. Amber Heard asked for, oh, and then 
they were going to award a certain amount of damages, but Virginia caps how much you get for either damages or court fees or something. So, so he he didn't get as much as as that. But Amber Heard got two million dollars. So it all works out in the end to where the previous settlement that he had to pay her is kind of covered uh, by that ten million dollars. But he didn't really care. I... He just wanted to get. Yeah, and but here's the. I mean, this is the thing. Is I, I'm sure that this might be what you're going for. I don't know. Um, the news, the news reporting of this incident, uh, the the tenor of most of it is, we all suck. This should not have been entertainment for anybody. No matter who won, we all lost. That sort of thing. So uh, go ahead, though. I'm sorry. Well, it's. I mean, the. 10 million and 2 million to those two respectively don't sound like a lot of money to them, right? Uh, so I, I have a hard time. Well, 2 million um, is the amount that Amber all... Heard made on Aquaman 2. The... Yeah, so I have, I, have, I have no feelings whatsoever. I, I have no empathy. I have no sympathy for either of them in terms of how much money they wanted versus yeah. how much they got. I don't she asked care. for $100 million. But it does. Uh, which is it does sound like let's, yeah you, you always you always shoot high but you know it, it but it sounds like the jury I don't know if they got it right but but what I've always said is like the both of them were wrong which is which is know? what the jury and I guess yeah. the jury decided who's less wrong exactly. in this case yeah that that and the reaction that I've seen on social media is that it the reaction I've seen on social media is that he won she lost. And so a lot of people are complaining that it's, uh, you know, the trial, just like everything else in life, was a misogynistic outcome. And, you know, and people are unfriending those who are saying, yay, Johnny Depp won. You know, uh, I'm staying out of it. But, it, yeah, it just sounds like they're, they're both terrible. They were both terrible people to each other. And now we can ignore the. Now we can forget this whole thing ever happened. And well, move on and with our the, lives. the big thing for me is it was very instructive uh, for just how I was living my life in general. And like this should not have uh, have. There is there is no reason why me, Paul Goody, as a person, <laughs> should have been caring about this at all. So why did you have you have you? Looked inside yourself in, in I, such a way I, to figure I out why this held such. Why you were I was rep- being fed this through social media and, you know, including YouTube on that. Like, yeah. like it's um, it's like candy, right? Uh, I like candy. I like the way it tastes. Oh, there's some candy out here. I'm gonna eat it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm using this as an example. Uh, I have an abscess, right? And I'm eating, and the more candy I eat, the worse the abscess gets. But what am I going to do? Stop eating the candy? It's right here, and I love it, and all that. Who does that? I know. I there was one time I went to a wedding, and instead of like a uh, instead of like a buffet or food, like there was pizza, but it was very a a very casual wedding in a very like party event space, and it was around Halloween, and there was so much candy around. Like, so much candy. In every room. Mountains of candy. I had a dentist appointment, oh, you like, froze. within the week. And so, oh, I'm wait, like, you, I have to... I can't. So, I, so you froze? 
uh, for me, when you said I had, and, and you were going to say I had a yeah. bunch of candy, maybe is that what you were going to say? Or uh, well, apparently, because YouTube just told me that my I was offline, so apparently my internet just cut up really. No, what I was saying was that I had a dentist appointment that next week. Oh, and so wow. I had never to. Would have guessed. Well, I had to. I had to restrain myself from just gobbling up all of this delicious candy that was around this. That was at this wedding I went to. Yeah. So imagine it's candy that that uh, that you don't actually like. That's sort of the thing is that, you know, I, I wasn't, honey. I wasn't excited about, about either of these two people, you know, in general, the one thing I will say, and ugh, ugh, uh, no, no, I'm not even going to say, not going to say anything, not going to say anything. <laughs> boom. Easy. All right. Because I was, I was getting, I was getting sucked back into it and I'm not, no, I'm reading right now a game zine called uh a visitor's guide to the rainy city it's not about seattle it's a fantasy thing and it's great it's written by uh robert forrest and um i don't remember who did the art but it's it's really good and it's inventive and it's this whole uh world where it rains all the time and it's but it's also magic and talks about you know they they cook their food using these things called uh salt boiling salts i think it's called boiling salts uh that okay. are uh made by an alchemist so on and so forth it's great and why don't i talk about that instead of whatever else i was going to talk about i ask you it's it's i've really been reading easy. I've been reading a book called Fuzz by Mary Roach. It's called Fuzz When Nature Breaks the Law. And it's about um, cases where animals have broken the law that a human would have, uh, uh, you know, been arrested and charged with. What do you do with an animal? And so... Nice. Mary uh, Roach, yeah, Mary as, Roach as is one we of my... know, uh, Packing for Mars, I think she did that one. Uh, I know she did stiff. Her only book that is not a her only book that is not a one word title. She's got stiff, spook, bonk, gulp, grunt, um, fuzz, and packing for Mars. Okay, <laughs> there's probably one more in there that I'm forgetting. I read all of them. Fuzz is the latest. Cool, cool, but cool. I, cool. And, and I, yeah, I've, I I find that my my habit when I get home from work is to make dinner. And then just watch TV. So I've been trying to not do that, and just I'm trying to make dinner and then read. I was talking to, to as Jennifer. a consequence, I'm missing out on a lot of TV. Oh, um, yeah, I've been watching TV as well. Uh, I I saw Night Sky, which was pretty good. Uh, but no more Mister Night Sky. Ha, ah, that's a good joke. But, um, <laughs> is it, though? I don't know. Um, so, but I, I was telling Jennifer, I forgot about this, but when I read books, suddenly television sucks for me. Uh, and, <laughs> and specifically uh, fiction television. Like, um, yeah, you know, and, and I think it's because my brain uh, can do a whole bunch to make books good for me or stories good for me. 
and it's it's less of a of a um, I don't control it as much when I'm watching the TV. Somebody else has come up with the imagery, and so it's yeah. not necessarily as good. But sometimes it is. There are still some books that are that I enjoy. Uh, I mean, not books. Sorry, uh, TV shows. TV shows. I enjoy it, uh, but they're not. You know, they're not all. They're not all great, and and I forget that if I haven't read for a while. I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty good, I guess. And then I read something, I'm like, man, I can't even start watching that again because it's bad. I have a. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just something in my biology or I don't know, maybe I'm out of practice, but reading just makes me so tired. It does. So what I'll do, and generally, I mean, I'm reading before I go to bed. So yeah, put two and two together. But still, like, I, I, I can't get through like 20 pages without like nodding off and, and unintentionally. And it's not like what I'm reading is boring. It's just that my, my brain and my eyes are like, okay, we're done. And I find that I've, like, read a paragraph and it's not registered at all. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I notice when I read is that I um, I stim a lot more. Like, Jennifer pointed this out to me. Because she's sitting on the couch playing a video game. I'm reading a book. And, and she's like, what are you doing that for? And I realized that for the past, like, five minutes, I've been doing this. <laughs> reading and just doing that and you know yeah there's there why am i doing that and it's your brain is in other worlds man but it's also exactly what you're talking about it keeps me from sleeping i do this too shake my hand back and forth yeah Uh, because because yeah um i really honestly think and, and i'm sure that there's a study about this that we can look up but as you know we keep it wrong here um, I'm, I'm thinking it's because you actually are burning calories when you're reading that you're, that you're honestly, I, you know, I wouldn't doubt it making, making the effort to make the word swiggles into pictures in your brain, uh, is taking energy. Yeah. I've always, but I've always had that problem though, even as a kid, not that reading put me to sleep, but I would, I would zone out when I would read. I remember reading, when I was in junior high, I had to read Wide Sargasso Sea, which is a book I would never pick up as an adult. What, what is it? And I remember you... sitting on the... It's it's like a Jane Austen era uh, novel. I'm reading it for like English <laughs> literature class. <laughs> kidding, but... But I remember like sitting on the couch in the living room reading it, and I, I, I realized I had gotten like... Out of like the thirty pages I needed to read that night, because when you're in school, you have like okay by this by Monday read yeah. page to thirty, by Tuesday read page to sixty. Of the you know, I, I had read like fifteen pages. Conscious, right? I'm 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 not sleeping. I'm reading, and then I realize I have no idea what I just read. I couldn't tell you what happened in those last fifteen pages. I was just like I was my eyes were moving over the words, yep. but they didn't make it into my brain. That can happen, yeah, for sure. Um, what I would normally do is I would just read the book. Like I wouldn't pay attention to what, uh, letters we have to do. And, and it was similar. It was, then this is kind of what you're talking about too. Oh, I was definitely page counting. Similar (laughs) to where you're driving home and you get home and you, you didn't really like, 
I would read the book and I'd have the book in my head, but the conscious reading, turning the page and things like that gone. Um, and occasionally I would run into the same situation as you. I would, I would be reading. I'd be reading. I'd be like, wait a second. I, I was thinking about something else. I lost, I yeah. lost some of what I read and I would go back. And the thing is that when I would read those things again, I would still have a recollection of, oh yeah, that's right. Like I would be remembering like a deja vu exactly. moment or something. And so I don't know if that made it in or if I was just thinking that because as you know, deja vu can, can trick you in that way. <laughs> I've seen that movie. I, I don't think, is there a movie called deja vu? No, I'm talking about I'm t- I'm talking about both the Matrix and Glitch. In the oh Matrix. yes, yes, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's something. Um, I I think about every once in a while. The the fact that I've gotten a couple of things that someone might have like there's a stranger out there right who has seen me on the bravo low work show has seen me on the Patton oswald dvd extras has <laughs> seen me on i gotta pick that up i haven't seen a that glitch yet. in the matrix and then has also um run into the me doing the the green day uh and um uh flow rider mashup like all those things but doesn't know that that's that I'm the same guy right yeah and sometime the two and two will be put together and they'll be like huh and that's all it'll just be huh but that happens to me sometimes i i'm sure it's happened to you too uh Hey Adam, I can't do uh, a Bono impression, <laughs> but I I'm sure it happened to you too. Hey Adam, look what the Edge just found out. Is is if I could do a Bono impression, that would be. But I'm sure that you, Ben Lawrence, have also experienced this, where you're like, wait a second, this person was in this commercial, and when you realize that they're the person from the commercial, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. Like Aaron Paul, right, from uh, yeah. Breaking Bad, was on a commercial that I saw way before Breaking Bad, but I didn't know that it was him. But once I knew, it retroactively made it, oh, wow, that's crazy. Same thing, again, we've talked yeah. about this before. You see a movie that's 20 years old and has, like, three Oscar winners in it, but at the time they were just actors so it didn't register that sort of thing i was watching i was watching um groundhog day a movie that i've seen many many times and um at the very end of the movie a very young michael shannon shows up and and really at the and you're like oh that's that's my that's general zod and the guy from boardwalk empire that's michael shannon but he's like a teenager in groundhog what does he what does he do in it 
At the very end, Bill Murray and Andy McDowell are like at some high school dance or something, and Michael Shannon comes up and with his date, and Bill Murray gives him something like tickets to like ZZ Top or something, and just gets like super excited and, and like bounces. Crazy, off. that's that's insane. I yeah, but but that's exactly. Hey, before we yeah. go on though, yeah. What's the name of that Patton Oswalt show that we were at the taping of? Because I want I, I need to buy that. I don't remember. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, just look up. Uh, just look up Patton Oswalt uh, uh, live Seattle, and it'll show up. Well, I'm not going to do that right now because I can't. But 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 yeah, that's what I would do. I remember when when we went to the show, it rained so hard on us as we walked from the car to the mall. Oh yeah. It was a good show. It was funny. Um, My hair was still wet by the end of the by The, the end opening of the show. <laughs> comedian was really good, and I can't remember who it was now. Was it Derek Sheen? No. No, I I should remember. I was going to say, I used to follow him on Twitter. Um, he was a funny guy there, too. Mike Drucker? Mike Drucker. That's it. That's exactly it. How did you know? Mike is funny. Because I follow him on Twitter as well, and I remember the uh, the opener was a comedian that I knew. Yeah, Mike Trucker. Uh, like I like we'd met Mike a couple times. Um, wouldn't say that I'm friends you, with him. You but and I, I you met know, him. I have met him. Wait. Yeah, he's a uh, well. I don't know. He, he he did weird and awesome a couple times. Oh, okay. I don't know if you were here yeah. for that. Maybe. Yeah, it's there's a lot of people that I meet that I don't remember that I meet. If that makes sense. He also. He also opened for Mark Maron at the Neptune once. That oh, I went to go see. cool. Um, I, I have this thing that's been going on. Uh, Jennifer is doing physical therapy for her muscles. Okay. And uh, yes. she had me do it with her. And I did it two days ago. And my Just like some home my exercises? Muscles, yep, my muscles still hurt. Like when I stand up, when I walk downstairs, all that—it's insane. It's amazing how your muscles uh, can lie dormant for the longest time and then yell at you when you try to exactly. wake them up. No thanks, they say. I don't wanna. <laughs> speaking of, I uh, um, speaking oh, sorry, of, go ahead. <laughs> quickly, speaking of people who recognize you from like lull work and glitch in the matrix and all that, every time I meet somebody. And, and this happens a lot. Like, almost every time I meet someone, they're like, you look familiar. How do I know you? And I'm like, well, let me just run down the list of places you may have seen me. But I don't do that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just have one of those faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, where, where could they have seen you? I just uh, look like every there, other white guy. There, <laughs> there is, of course, um, the 10 things I hate about you. Uh, and that's number one that I that I think of when I think of things. Yeah. Um. I mean, you're you're on the street all the time, walking around. <laughs> if they're in Seattle, you know, there's and, and they're in theater at yeah, all, they well, would have seen you multiple I mean, places. That's the that's the thing. A lot of the people that I meet are connected to people that I know in theater, and so it's possible that they like saw us at Spin the Bottle or. You know, I was hanging out in the bar during a show. You, and they came I mean, you something. also have done industrials. Like, there's always a chance. Do yeah. you work for Microsoft? You know, or whatever. That's. 
Uh, there are tons of those. Yeah, I'm the guy in the uh, HR video telling you what not to do. Uh, when I say tons, I mean two. There are two of those that I've done that I've never seen, for sure. There's footage of me out there that I do <laughs> not know about. I did. I did an industrial once for Microsoft, and I, I found one of the clips online, and I'm like, oh, man, this is so goddamn terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, no, what I was going to say is uh, Betty is actually uh, – she'll be back by the time – I checked with Jennifer. She'll be back by the time this airs. Uh, but she's at Disney World right now for Disney her band World. stuff. Wow, yeah. that must be fun. It is. Um, the, the, I was thinking about this. Uh, her band has won a ton of awards and things like that. And whenever their their band thing is happening, they're like, hey, who here is an alumni of the band? Stand up. And I always stand up because I'm an alumni of the band. But when we, when we were around, when our band was around, we were not winning anything and so i always feel we were up behind the bleachers smoking oh dope. no nothing like that uh well actually probably some members of the band not me though i was uh <laughs> I, I was carrying a sousaphone that was my big my big thing uh and it was a john a Phillips sousaphone. yeah 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 exactly the big white twisty tuba looking thing yeah uh, you played that I in did. high school how did I not know that? Um, or why did I not remember that? I don't know. I mean, my big story is this, that uh, I joined band. And uh, I they said, what do you play? I said, I played trombone. And I hadn't played trombone since like the second or third grade. Something like that. So I was <laughs> not good. And they were like, I'll tell you what. Can you carry this thing? And they taught me how to play the sousaphone. <clears throat> and so that's what I was, uh, that's what I was doing. Wow, they in my high school, if you had tried to join band and didn't play an instrument, they would have just been like, we don't yeah, know Yeah, that, that was a very interesting... Uh, go go take a class. Yeah, that would, it, it would not happen in, in this band now, I, I think, anyway. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you gotta come in with a certain set of skills. <laughs> exactly. Like Liam Neeson and I, Taken. I, yeah, I, I, that's... <laughs> Uh, all right, now, who is going to hunt down my daughter's kidnappers? Paul, thank you. Um, everybody else, let's get practicing. Pick up your sousaphone. Um, so, no, but... Um, Turn to page five in your songbook. I, that actually, Ben, we've just, we've just come up with something. Uh, somebody who joins the CIA, but they don't have any... No one, is, no one has vetted them. They, they don't realize that this person can't do anything. Right. Um, no, that was a big thing is that when when I wanted to, when I was a kid, uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be in the FBI or the CIA or something. I wanted to join law enforcement. Uh, I was disabused of that notion, though, by running into situations when I was in high school where people who were supposed to be doing the right thing weren't and i was yeah. like wait a second why aren't they doing the right thing they're supposed to be and the reason was because you know they didn't have to that uh honor and <clears throat> walking the straight and narrow and all that was a lie 
was like, well, <laughs> if I join the FBI or the CIA, people might want me to lie. And I don't want to do that. So I, I stopped trying to do it. Uh, but one of the things that, that they said is if you want to do this, um, accounting is a good degree to get. To join the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of what you're doing is looking at people's books to see if they're uh, cooking yeah. them or not. There's an episode of uh, Fargo, the, the one that um, uh, Ewan McGregor uh -huh, is in. Where he plays the and, twins. Um, yeah, he plays the twins. And there's there's an investigator who looks at the books of the... Uh, of, this yeah. Oh, yeah. And fun it's, fact, the, the investigator, investigator is the priest. Midnight Mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's also in <laughs> Legion, which I have not seen. But I was oh. like, oh, I, I hate, I hate looking at my own books. I can't imagine having a job where your job is to go to a business and try to find some sort of malfeasance. I don't know. Accounting. I think that that would actually be more fun than, than you know, it's. It's, Chasing it's down like bad guys. tearing stuff down rather than building things. You know what I mean? It's a different, mm. it's a different mood. Uh, that was one of the fun things. I'll just tell you really quick, Ben. Um, that uh, the word demo is used in uh, the electronics world, or, or sorry, the uh, the low volt electrical world, to mean two things. One is to pull out. And all the wires and and take out all the the stuff, and the other is to demolition yep, demolish demo short for demolition, and then the other is yeah. to show people how something works. Demonstrate. And I I often wonder if there's ever been a time where the two things have been uh, confused. <laughs> Hilariously confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was something that um. Can you demo this intricate thing that I just yeah. built? Sure thing, boss. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, that took me years. So, hey, have you ever been to Australia? I have. How was it? Hot. Hot. I went during the summertime, the their summertime, which is uh, I was there in, no, in November. And I, uh, it was it was reasonable, fine. It, it, in Sydney was great, but when I was in Cairns, which is in North Australia, closer to the equator, I went out on one of those uh, Great Barrier Reef tours. Wait a second, Cairns. And I was, I was. Is it spelled like like Con, like in in France? No, it is actually spelled C A I R N S. Cairns. It looks like Care Cairns, but it's pronounced Cairns, okay. or. Yeah, cans, and um, yeah, I went out on this on this tour of the Great Barrier Reef, and if I was outside, like out from underneath the shade, I could feel my skin sizzle. Wow! Like it gets it gets sunny here, you know, but I don't feel like I am actually physically burning when you know I am burning. But down there, I was. So oh, yeah. Ben has frozen. God again. damn it! What's going on? Hey. Yeah, I know. I just YouTube was just like your your internet is bad. Yeah, that's upsetting it's too bad um anyway yeah so why uh, why do you ask well an interesting fact jennifer is a she was born in australia did you know that you actually told me that last week yeah 
Um, so, I may have known so, it at some point, but it came up last week because of the whole like move into Australia conversation. Yeah. So the so the thing about that is that I forgot that we had that entire conversation because I think we had it off <laughs> podcast. And if it doesn't happen on the podcast, it doesn't happen in my brain. Oh, and did we have it off podcast? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So so okay. I was introducing it. Uh, here maybe we didn't but i, <laughs> and I, think I we forget did. what we have off and on podcast so so again the the thing that i talked about was that you know it's kind of i mean we do make decisions as a family and all that but it's sort of up to her whether or not she i mean the 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 all the power in this situation resides in her if she decides that she actually wants to do it um you know then i will have to adjust to that basically um, yeah, it's a different time zone and, uh, different but, but then you know is the, that a very is, i mean is that a is that a possibility what like for her to move there i know it's oh I, yeah I, I mean i mean yeah not just her but all y'all well well that's, that's <laughs> i don't, the thing, I, I don't that, think she would just go there by herself are, are you talking about like legally is it a possibility um, not legally, legally, but um, it it works financially. Um, it gets a little, you know, just like anything. Um, like if we wanted to move to New York City, well, I would have to get a job in New York City, you know, that kind of thing. Um, same yeah. same sort of deal. Um, I'd have to figure it out, and there would be a I, I know I there guess, would be a time guess, where she would be there and I would be here. I guess my question is, is it um, a lot of ideas like this can be like just talk and just fantasy? Yeah. But how close realistically is this to an actionable item? Well, again, like I said, um, it it all kind of rests on her shoulders as far as that stuff goes. Um, I will say this. If, if she were to do that, then I would follow her. You know, I and hope it's, so. it depends. It depends on, um, you know, what sort of opportunities she finds and, and all that sort of thing, if she's interested. But, but yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to make her do it, obviously. I'm not, um, you know, pressuring her like, hey, wh- what about this? Don't you want, you know, it just was something <laughs> that, it's something that, like, if you can imagine, like, a going to, uh, a going to to Paris thing, right? Everybody wants to go yeah. to Paris. Or, well, not everybody, but you know what I mean. A lot of people. Oh, I'd like to go to Paris someday. If if you if City you love want to go to Paris someday, and also there happens to be a flat in Paris that you know about that you could go and stay at, if you just ask the right person, you know that be that makes it a little bit more real than everybody else who's. And that's that's what I would say is that. Um, it is more realistic for that to happen in this situation than it is for a lot of other people. A lot of other people going, oh, I'm yeah. just going to move. You know, I want to I want to move. Yeah. I want to get out of here. I want to. Um, I'm going to move ha- to Canada. However, right. Exactly. Or New Zealand. Right. Exactly. The, <clears throat> the difference. Renounce my U.S. citizenship. Now, see that um, I would not have to do. 
This is the because that's one of the things I looked into, right? Um, I, as a U.S. citizen, can apply for a special visa that allows me to stay and work in Canada as uh, the spouse of someone who is a Canadian citizen. Uh, oh, did I say Canada? I meant Australia. Uh, sorry. You did say Canada. Sorry. Uh, as someone who is a spouse of an Australian citizen. Because <laughs> Paul Goody, leading a double life I mean, in Canada. One of the things, one of the things that's important uh, to think about is, uh, you know, with if, if I'm working, if I'm working for a company in the U.S., a company that is um, headquartered in the U.S., you know, that that I could theoretically still continue to work for that company, even if I was living in Australia, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, at least for for however long they would want me to work for them and all It gets very complicated. Um, and again, this is a good point that you make. It's not something... <clears throat> And Jennifer said this to me as well. It's not something to like freak out over or, or really worry about until right. it actually is something that might be happening. You know? <laughs> until yeah. it happens, exactly. You come home, find the suitcases packed. Well, I mean, and this is, the, and I'm not, I'm not being like melodramatic or anything like that. But this is what I'm talking about. That this is, this is the situation. Um where I am definitely not saying it would go down like that, but because of the way that the way that this works, it would be uh, a situation where it could, I, I could, I could find out about it someday. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that is what would happen, but it could happen. And so it's just in the back of my head as a, as a possibility. I don't know. Would it be? I don't know. You'll you'd find out about it as opposed to making a decision as a family. Is this something you want to talk about? Well, on this well show? no, no, no. <laughs> I, I I don't want to mischaracterize how any of that. Okay. This is what I would say: is we're doing calculus, not hard math, right? Um, I believe. Yeah that it would be something that we would talk about and decide and things like that. However, the risk management side of me, then that this is very important. It's, a, it's not a part of me that I can turn off, uh, realizes that, um, that it is also something that, that could happen without any involvement from me whatsoever. There's, yeah. there's not a, because first of all, there's, there's no like laws that keep it from happening. That's number one. But number two, also, um, there is nothing in my character that would say that I would not be able to adapt to that. And when I say that, I realize the whole, uh, my, my love of routine and all that other, you know, autistic straight stuff aside, what I mean by that is that um, it might concern me for a little bit, but I would be able to get over it because we've had conversations about it already. 
right? Yeah. So it would yeah. it would be something that we would have to work out if it were to happen. And this this episode will be funny to listen to if ever something of that nature were to happen. <laughs> but but what I can say is I'm not funny. I'm not expecting it to happen. Right? There's a difference between thinking about it as a possibility and expecting it to happen. And yeah. I do I okay. do a lot of you know, there are I, I don't want to get too personal, but there are tons of 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 things like every every day I imagine getting a phone call that my parents have been murdered uh, by someone that I know, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Ugh. I, I, I I'm I not, I'm not that. saying that it would ever happen, but I right. can see it happen as a, you know, a, not yeah. an accident, but sort of an accident, you know, that sort of thing. So I just, I keep myself um, prepared for that. Just like, you know, every day uh, that I go to work, I imagine getting an email saying, uh, hey, we're not working anymore. Your services exactly. are no longer required. Yeah, because, and why? Because that happened uh, at Amazon. Not for me, but from... Yeah. And it happened all the time when I was doing the low voltage work. Um, <clears throat> I told you about that already. My sixth sense of when we were going to uh, be off of a project. The first thing, if you're ever working construction and they say, hey, today we're going to go around and clean up around the job site. You know that it's probably ending. Because they, yeah. they want to have all that done before they let people go. Because they don't want to have to clean up all the trash. That's the, that's the main thing. So... And, and I would tell people that. I would say, okay, this is probably it. And they go, no, we still have three weeks left. I'm like, all right. And then that day, things <laughs> would happen. So. Yeah. Oh, and just checking any interaction with anyone on the podcast. None whatsoever. In fact, n nobody's watching the stream. Nobody's emailed us, uh, you know, as if by design. Is well, it, you know, when you were on Twitter, I when you were on Twitter, I did post a YouTube link to Twitter, and occasionally we would get somebody watching. But now that there's no reason to promote it, I yeah. don't. It, is it weird to me that I like the fact that there's no one watching? It, it, it feels like it feels well, right. We've been shell shocked. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. But and then, but then also the other thing is that I mean, the the concept of it being a secret podcast is nice. We've told enough people that the word could be out there if anybody was interested. Uh, and maybe I really do like the idea of someone finding it and this being their little secret thing. And they think that they're the only ones listening to us. It did. I mean, our YouTube channel, and this is episode 327. We don't have 327 on the YouTube channel, yeah. but we do have quite a few. But we do have 12 to 14 subscribers, which, you know, are friends. So if they happen to be on YouTube when we're... Can you see you know, who the people are? recording one of these things. No, YouTube doesn't give you those yeah. metrics. I bet you they give somebody those metrics. We just don't pay them enough. You probably have to have like a million subscribers before <laughs> they're like, all right, here's a, here's a data dump. Yeah, I could imagine. Or you can have a... Hey, new, you've reached this tier. You can have a data dump for $5,000. A month or whatever. Because there are some places that would pay for that, I believe. 
This is one of this yeah. is one of the reasons I mean, why I quit most. Uh, well, actually, I guess all except for, you know, the <clears throat> the stuff that social media that I don't think about as being social media. I'm sure that there are some things out there. Um, I I I do not necessarily like the idea of my data being commodified and me not getting a cut of it. I remember in the early days of blogging, back in like the GeoCities slash Live Journal days, I was, and you know, back in like 2001, 2002, I was constantly, almost every day, looking at the referrals for who was uh, coming to my coming to my GeoCities site, just because it was like, again, back in the early days, I wanted to know who was reading my stuff. Yeah, exactly. Ah, it was. It seemed very important at the time. And and you know sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. You'd be surprised. I mean, the thing is, uh, the amount. I'll just say this: the amount of useful data that comes from social media for people is astounding. You can, and. And I'm I'm not exaggerating here. You can, through just open source, just things that people have, you know, signed up and said, yes, please, you know, make this open. You can do a heat map of, I've, I've talked about this before, a heat map of political ideologies of a city, you know, and yeah. <clears throat> figure out which areas to lock down, things of that nature. It's it's a little bit crazy. Every once in a while on Twitter, it's mostly on Twitter. Sometimes it's on Facebook. I get served an ad for some sort of like far right leaning ideology or candidate. Like I got served on Twitter a promoted post from the Trump organization. And I'm like, wow, either you are just a full blast to everybody or your people have gotten this seriously yeah. wrong. And, and the thing, okay, I'll, I'll say one more thing. I don't think that they're going to, they're going to listen, but this is uh, something I, I came across. There was someone uh, who was saying that they don't like the idea because they were, they've been, uh, you know, I'm going to move to, you know, the whole, I'm going to move to Canada. I'm going to move to Europe, whatever thing. Right. And yeah. and they said, um, I'm sick and tired of people saying that if you say you're going to move to Europe uh, and you're actually going to do it, that you're privileged in some way. You know, what about what about my what about my family and their health and safety and all that? And my my thought on that is that. You need to acknowledge that you are privileged if you can move to Europe. And the thing that I would say is an allegory to that, or a, not an allegory, uh, similar to that, a similar thing to that, just use simple English, why not, um, are the people who are like, um, I, you know, uh, I can't believe that anybody would live in Alabama. Um, they deserve to get their funding taken away because their governor is stupid or whatever, right? 
they voted yeah. for him. Yeah. Not thinking about <clears throat> how many voters are disenfranchised and stuff like that. Um, there are people who can't move and and they're disenfranchised and voting and all that kind of thing. So when people say that you're privileged to be able to move to Europe, they are they're not I mean, you might feel bad because you you feel as though privilege is a bad thing and you don't want to be a bad person, but you have to acknowledge the fact that the ability to make a choice good for your family, you know, you know, the, the idea that, you know, because I'm doing this to protect my family, the fact that you can do this to protect your family, uh, does mean that you are privileged. Does it mean that you hate poor people? I don't think so. I feel like, I feel like, however, you should acknowledge that you are, you are doing something that poor people cannot do. People who do not have contacts in Europe cannot do. You, you, you can feel upset that people are saying this about you and your ability to leave the country and go to Europe. But you have to acknowledge that they are not lying about it. Because I think, I think that, that, you know, you can say this hurts my feelings. I feel bad that you're saying this, but it doesn't mean that it's not true. I guess that's my point. That, yeah, that conversation enters into a lot of, um, the privilege conversation enters into a lot of discourse about basically just American life. You know, when they were, uh, uh, the, our previous president had a, like a, an interview with somebody where the discussion of Roe v. Wade was being taken away uh, or was being res- would be rescinded if he had his way, and it turns out he is, he did. Um, then he, he was like, it, we'll leave it up to the states. It's just a states problem. And the interviewer was like, what about people who, you know, and you know, what about people who like live in a red state? Uh, he's like, well, if they want one, they just go to a blue state. Not you know, not even not even thinking. Yeah. Doesn't even have, uh, does, 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 doesn't even, you know, this guy can't even comprehend that people, that, you know, somebody in central Alabama can't fly to New York or wherever the nearest fucking blue state right. is to get, you know, to get a procedure. So, yeah, I think, I think thinking about privilege and owning one's privilege is, and, and I'm probably way off base here, but it seems like a very leftist ideology. Yeah, well, and... Th- when, in, when in fact the you know people people on the right people who live in people who live in very red states are the ones who are severely underprivileged well the, and this is the thing is that the 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 person with whom i am you know seeing this conversation is a very left leaning person you know on on paper and this is this is like i you know i think about it and how it, how it, it reflects on me too um I believe in many left, uh, left-wing ideas, right? But where do I live? Where do I work? What do I? What do I actually do? You know, yeah. who am I making money for? Who am I? Who am I giving my money to? You know, through taxes and things like that. You know, that's that's the thing is that, um, the the place where my house is. Because of gerrymandering and all that kind of thing, I have Republican uh, state senators. 
you know, and I and I can vote for and I do yeah. vote for the the Democrat ones, but they don't get voted in. Um, no, you know, so because you are an outlier. Sir. And, and also the, the other thing is this uh, when when the time comes, if things go bad, all that sort of stuff, um, who is suffering the most? Is it people that look like me? Or is it other people? And if it is other people mostly, if I don't like, and I've talked about this before, the idea of, of betraying one's principles, you know, oh, I may have to betray my principles. I may have to, um, you know, accept the fact, or I may, I may have to, um, I'm, I'm just giving this as an example. Uh, oh, I may have to work at the munitions factory uh, that makes the weapons that bomb the people. And I feel bad about that. And I want to leave because I don't want to work at a munitions factory, you know, but I'm not the person being bombed. You know, how much, how much is the fact that I feel bad about what's happening and, you know, that my family will be affected by it? How much different is that than, you know, the person who cannot, you know, take off their hat or get a new haircut or whatever and be fine. You know, shave off uh, shave off your beard, get a haircut, put on a suit, and now you're fine. Um, and now you'll blend exactly. in. Between that, you know, and or saying, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Brazil instead, which would be crazy. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, like people that go somewhere yeah. else. And can afford to do it, um, you know, um, on an extended vacation. That is a privilege. That is that is not something that you should necessarily feel bad about doing. You are leaving a bunch of people who don't have your advantages behind at that point because you're removing yourself from the situation. You're not working to better the lives of those people that you've left behind. You are doing something that is selfish. You're abandoning. Is it necessarily bad? I would say not as bad as actively working against the people, but it, it is something that you, you know, should acknowledge that you're doing. That's all I'm saying. Ben, well, Paul, uh, it's about that time. It's been my privilege to speak with you this hour. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and of course, Ben, obviously, I would love it if between now and the next time we speak, you do everything in your power to keep it wrong. I'll do everything in my power to keep it wrong, and I hope you do as well. Keep it wrong, Paul, and I'll talk to you next I week. I will talk to you next week, Ben. Oh, <clears throat> hey, and how about for Bye. the people there... At home, a little of the stuff we call room tone. Here we go. Room tone. <laughs>